and welcome to our podcast called Fajitas Tonight? Question um, mark. My name's Elle, and this is. You can introduce yourself. Oh, me. And my name's Morgana. Hello, hello, everyone. We are two students who live together in a house of seven girls, mm-hmm. and we've decided to make use of the amount of time that we sit and chat about Spend, absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're always debating and always chatting shit with one another. So, and now is a chance for us to do it in a better platform. And send it to all of you, which would be really fun. So, yeah, it's been inspired by two of our favourite podcasts. Um, yeah, this is basically in homage to The High Low. Shout out to Pandora and Dolly. We love, we love you. you. But they basically talk about something of high culture and like a nitty feminist debate. And then low culture, like what the Kardashians are up to this week, for example. And that's the kind of thing we're really into. And then the receipts as well. We love the receipts podcast. Um, shout out to Milena, Tolly, and Audrey. Ow. Literally makes me laugh so much when I'm getting ready for a boring day at uni. So yeah, we're just kind of like merging those two podcasts, and we're going to chat about something that's interested us this week in sort of mm. a debate form. Kind of inspired by something we've seen in the news, something that we found interesting. Um, and then we're also going to talk about like what we've been consuming, which is. A great part of the Hilo. So any podcasts, any books, Netflix, which favorite meal to. maybe favorite meal. That's a good one. Well, I think consuming kind of implies food, and also we should mention that the name of this podcast. Oh, something fell over. Um, as as we were kind of coming up with the name, we were like, oh, what kind of phrases do we say most frequently? And then it kind of came to us: fajitas tonight. It's a question that we ask a lot in this household, and I've, actually, mm. our producer G our other housemate she's actually eating fajitas right now yeah Um, we failed and even though this is the pilot episode we are actually we both had pizza tonight guilty usually it is fajitas fajitas. usually it will be fajitas it is approximately once a week that we consume we love fajitas fajitas, so yeah um so yeah that's sort of what we're doing here today um morgana do you want to introduce yourself a bit more on what you study yeah so obviously we're both students at uob birmingham and so i study english lit so that's very much a seminar based course lots of discussion (laughs) but i feel like you have to be nice to people in seminars and you can't really stretch your wings and say what you're really feeling so that is why i was interested in doing this podcast what about you l um i do a similar degree so very much discussion based it's history and american studies the last part I normally leave out because it sounds like a bullshit course and it sort of is. Is but it being dropped now? Yeah, thing? they've literally stopped my programme. So oh, and they've shut well. the office. We went up there to hand in essays and Mags, the little lady that worked there, just wasn't there anymore and the shutters oh, were down. No one had even told us, so they've just ended good. our course. So um yes. But it's still valuable. Still, still a transferable good skills. The transferable skills are there from the history and America. I feel like that's what they always say to us art students, isn't it? They do. Transferable skills. We also... Graduate prospects. Not sure if you guys know. Did a year abroad, which we... <laughs> we have to get that in there in the intro because it'll probably be mentioned later. We mentioned it every five minutes. Morgana yep. went to... So I went to Amsterdam. Classic, yep. And I went to Berlin. So we we mentioned that on the daily, unfortunately, mm. um, which people find quite irritating, but it's very entertaining for us. Yep. If you're going to Berlin or Amsterdam, give us a shout and uh, we'll give you some tips. <laughs> some recommendations, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump straight in to our topic of the week. Um, it's going to be sort of a candid chat, so we've picked the idea for a topic, um, but the chat is going to be very much like on the whim. Um, so let's go. Yeah. 
Right, so the other day, I'm sure everyone's aware, apart from Morgana Chess. Okay, is... maybe I'm slightly uncultured. Because not... I'm studying hard, Elle. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, she's not interested in popular... Well, no, you are. I am. I just, I feel like I'm not as on my pulse isn't, was it, finger on the pulse, pulse on the zeitgeist, as you are, if that makes any sense. I just like Instagram and celebrity gossip. Not mm. afraid to say it. Thanks, Mum, for introducing me to that early on. Um, but, so the topic of conversation we're going to start off with is sort of based on Megan Barton Hansen from Love Island's outburst I would call it an outburst on Instagram mm. against Dancing on Ice performer Vanessa who was partnered up with her now ex-boyfriend Wes also from Love Island mm-hmm. um, Morgana are you aware of this? Well I was was not aware of this until you mentioned it to me the other day I've not done further research you see, lucky listeners, it's a great thing that I'm uncultured because this means that every time Elle can give us like a brief synopsis of what is going on. I'm, I'm helping you guys out. I'm not sure it how works out. My, my synopsis will be, but well, I'll give us give a, a summary. Go. Give us a go. Right, Megan Barton Hanson went to watch Love I uh, went to watch Dancing on Ice live. She mm. was filmed quite a lot of it, and she held a good face. She was smiling a lot. Bless her. It is hard. The media is very sexist and they have focused on her and tried to demonise her yeah. as this kind of like jealous girlfriend, which she might not necessarily be. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was that. But what came out after was a bit strange and not really related to the fact that she was seen smiling on camera. It was her actually pointing out that her and Wes and or Vanessa had an issue. So she mm. posted an Instagram story and tagged Vanessa in it and said something along the lines of, don't quote me on it, but something along the lines of, can't believe you would announce your breakup with your boyfriend when you were dancing with my boyfriend. Wait, she actually tagged her in it? She tagged her in it. Oh, that's her. not even an indirect, that's very... That's like, yeah. that's like um, Kim Nef- Cattrall level. You know, that's remember Kim. when she was attacking SJP? That is. Side note for another time. Dobbing <laughs> it in her. And, and like, you know, Vanessa could have added that to her story, but I'm sure mm. she didn't. So basically, yeah, Wes backed her up. That's all happened. Now apparently they've broken up, but we wanted to talk about not necessarily that issue, but sort of how these reality stars that are mm. new to the industry... It, deal with fame and deal with mm. these issues i mm. personally i watched the loose women interview quote unquote mm. with mm. megan where she defended her actions of tagging vanessa and sort of blaming her for the issues between her and wes as saying oh i wanted her to invite me to duck to watch the training woman to woman she should have invited me and the ladies on loose women quite rightly said isn't that wes's job he's the mm. one that's connected to the you. linker yeah he's the linker and she said, oh, he did invite me. But woman to woman, Vanessa should have invited me. I just think that's like, she's not a mind reader. I don't think that's... She's a professional dancer. Yeah. That's like me starting a new job and my boss, you know, Something. not inviting my boyfriend exactly. to like, come and watch me like work. Like, it wouldn't even occur to her. And she's must dance with so many guys before. She doesn't always have to invite the girlfriend as well. I think the reason is, you know, the whole Strictly Curse yes, thing. Yes, yeah. And it's all to do with, like, everyone on Strictly Come Dancing says... I mean, I don't know how legit it is. Like, I, I don't think, know if any... I think couples have couples broken have up broken before. Up. Yeah. But then maybe, like, the Strictly partners get together for a bit. But I'm not sure any actually stay long term. But um, I think, yeah, it is like an intimate situation when you are paired with someone and training with them, what, like, five days a week or something ridiculous. And Megan did say, she said, you know, at the moment I'm getting him tired when he comes home. He's exhausted. He's not ready to chat, mm. you know, be engaged. And she's getting yeah. all the best parts of it. But I think that's just such an immature way of looking at 
at this experience like he's doing really well he's invited you to watch the training go along meet Mm. the lady you've got nothing to be jealous of if your relationship Mm. is solid absolutely no reason to be paranoid people break up every day they might have broken up that doesn't mean she's after your man she might not even fancy Wes yeah and I think we can question her taking it to the public platform because I think when someone does that it is kind of like Megan's got a big following she's clearly asking her fans to be like oh Megan you know we fully support you yeah Yeah, boo this This is not feminist because she's not supporting yeah exactly and you've dragged her into a, yeah. a, a, a private issue. You've dragged mm, it into the public eye. Exactly. And you can't claim everything as girl code and sister to sister. Because yeah. sometimes someone is in the wrong. Yeah. And I just, yeah, so this sort of like sparked the idea about how these new reality stars deal with this attention and it also reminded me of you know in was it december when danny and jack broke up she posted that on her instagram story that was the announcement and i just thought oh but what what is this you and then two days later oh sorry i made a mistake we're all good and you're annoyed Mm. when people don't accept that and she said oh i'm a 22 year old and i i'm new to this and Mm. we argue if i argue with my boyfriend I'm not posting it online because I know what the repercussions will be, Mm. you know? Yeah, well, I I think that's such an interesting one because it just makes you question, like, if she hadn't posted it and the public hadn't reacted with the outrage because everyone was so attached to Mm. Jack and Danny and the idea of Jack and Danny... Oh, this is just a little side note. I was literally calling my friend earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, this is already... So um, my friend is currently living in London. She's staying at um, a family member's apartment. Guess who lives upstairs? Jack and Danny. That was just a little claim to fame there that I threw in. See if they're actually together. I know, yeah. I should get... I should ask her to spy. But anyway, yeah, this is what I'm thinking... So, like, if Danny hadn't taken it to this public platform, would they even still be together? The way I kind of read it was that the public reacted with such outrage that she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I do love him. I mean, I'm sure we can make it work because you're right. Like, we clearly do love each other and we've got all this chemistry. And then they have got back together. Whereas I feel like if the relationship was more organic and hadn't played out on the public sphere on Instagram they might have they either would have sorted out their issues maybe they would have given a bit longer to sort out their issues yeah. or maybe they wouldn't have even got back together at all yeah maybe that's the best and not to say that you know these mm. love island relationships are fake i definitely don't yeah. think that. i think oh, that Jamila. you are going to have some sort of connection with someone you've spent that amount of time with and a relationship mm. is not less valid if it only lasts like two months that's still you know yeah definitely time definitely someone. And, like, for example, Josh and Kaz have broken up this week. Yeah. And both of them had such a mature response to it. Mm, so far, mm, so far, mm, mm. we are recording this on Saturday, the 2nd of February. Mm-hmm. So, at the moment, the response has been mature, where Kaz put up a picture of both of them and said, unfortunately, you know, some something along the lines of, unfortunately, sometimes things don't work out the way you, you plan, mm. um, but you've taught me so much. Thank you so much for teaching me to love myself again. I literally was welling up at that. Oh. And... Josh wrote just wrote a sad face on the, yeah. the in the uh, comments, and I just thought that's such an easy way to put it out there, and it's so respectable. It's not mm. airing anyone's dirty laundry. You're letting the public know, not that you even have an obligation to well, do that. Well, that's what I was just to. thinking. Like I was just thinking, oh, do they even have a responsibility to no, tell us about their not. love life? But then participants on Love Island. They sign up for that show and that scrutiny and for their relationship, to, for people to get as... Inve- they want... They literally sign up for people to become invested in their relationship. Like, that is what they want so that they can win. So but do they, they have a duty to kind of tell us how it's going I mean, once not, they're not out of the island? I think once they've left the island, it's obviously in the public's interest to be invested in that mm. and to check up on it. 
And if that influencer, they become influencers, obviously, when they leave now with huge followings, mm. um, I think even like Zara, who wasn't even on it for that long, has about a million followers now. Yeah. So I don't think there's necessarily a responsibility. You can't hold them to that if they decide that they want to go private with their... Mm. I almost mm. respect that more. You know, you're working on that privately. You're not doing anything yeah. for show. And I just think maybe Janny... Uh, Janny? I've just... Who's Jack that? Oh, Jenny. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure that's. I don't know. That, that might quick. have been done. Came out automatically. <laughs> probably didn't make it up. So I think, yeah, Jenny. The way they handle things is very immature. Can, Do you think? I think so. I, why? I think she was just. I don't know, but this is just the thing. They're new reality shows. It's un. They're new reality stars. Even like it's untested territory. They don't know how to act. No one's given them. But do you? So I always a set of behavior. I forget that they are. I always forget they're our age. Like they oh are God, around the age of. Scary, I think Danny is it? actually twenty one. <gasps> You're nearly twenty two. Oh, she might be twenty two. Gosh. Megan's twenty two, I think. Well, then in that case, it's much more understandable for her to just post this thing. Do you right? think? Would well, you I mean, do obviously, that? I would not do that. I'm not an oversharer of people. <laughs> Check out <laughs> his Instagram feed. My Instagram. It's not uh, recently updated. I know, yeah, but um, you can understand how they haven't. I mean, it's trial by fire. You listen, like we listened to um, the Kira Knightley interview fairly recently, and she real really had a trial by fire because she became famous when she was what seventeen. Yeah, that's. And fair. she didn't know how to act, and the press are all in there with their scrutiny. And it's only now, at like, I don't know, twenty years after being in the biz, that she really knows how to divide the public and the private. But the press, okay, old school, which still does exist, but not to mm. the same extent it did when Kira Knightley yeah. was up and coming in the noughties and oh, the nineties. Oh god, it sounds awful. Was being chased by paparazzi and these influencers yeah they might have a few people from OK Magazine following mm. them but the stuff that they show on Instagram is what they are choosing mm. to share that's mm. not been an invasion of privacy they're choosing to give themselves an invasion of privacy yeah and yeah. I and that and I it's not because I think they have an obligation to share I just think that surely if you're choosing to share this stuff maybe you would be a bit more considerate about what you're sharing but is it linked to the fact that everything is monetized? Do they just obsessively share things, mm. either because we live in a culture of obsessively sharing things, or because as influencers leaving Love Island, they can monetize absolutely any post, absolutely anything. The more followers they gain from the more controversy, mm. i.e. breaking up with someone, getting back together with mm. someone, mm. the more money they'll make. Yeah, I, mm, it's interesting. I suppose you could say that them getting this information out there before the press gets hold of it for example is them kind of claiming it as their own and, and I, them that, I like that. creating their own narrative and yeah you can say that you like that but mm, but with danny for example or with so danny announcing the breakup mm. that wouldn't have got out to the press if she didn't want it to but she put it in that way on well, I think she felt like she owed the fans. I think she saw the big reaction of, we heart Janny, Janny are the best. And then she was like, look, I'm so sorry, guys, we've broken up. No, no, I mean the argument, the bit where she was like, we just had an argument, people argue. Mm. What, why did, if you just, just an argument, why have you, oh. why have you suddenly broken up that's so immature? And like, with, yeah. with Megan, like, what was in the press was about her smiling for two hours and yeah oh in, i do but, but i do what believe she, what mm. she put up was about vanessa which no one had even considered was an issue until she put that on herself he cho- she chose to share that yeah oh it's a difficult one i do believe with, i do agree with you in that the um like the coverage from dancing on ice etc is sexist and it always i no matter who or the couple strictly, was yeah. i think it all strictly yeah it will focus on the other like the partner yeah and be like oh are you okay with this your partner dancing 
secretly hoping, I think, for there a to be up. a reaction. Yeah, I mean, the producer's probably thrilled that Megan had a reaction like this. But do you think that as a 21, 22-year-old, you would react like that? If I, so say with my boyfriend... No, I'd never take it onto the public sphere. Say with my and then it doesn't play out organically. Like, how no. can you even know? Like, where's his response? I'd be like, is he responding like this for me because he loves me? Or is it because he wants to calm down the press yeah. outrage? An, an I wouldn't know of... what's authentic. Yeah. But, like, let's pose a scenario. So my boyfriend, let's say, he plays for a different golfball team. And I see him playing with a new girl and they're in the same division and they play together all the time. I, if I have an issue with it, I'm going to talk to him privately and say, I think she, if I think she fancies him, I think she fancies you. Do you think that's a bit weird? See what his reaction is. I'm not, my first post Post it on the corpful page. It's absolutely (laughs) never, ever going to be to tag her in it on a page with the followers I have about 700 compared to a million. But this is exactly how Meg behaved on Love Island, do we remember? She was all like, yeah, I'm going to go behind your back and get with your boyfriend, but at least I'm going to be honest about it and I'm just going to say that this is what I'm doing. And I think her thing was very much like, she was always quite an honest, upfront character. I think that was one of her best things. I don't think she was a liar. No, but, but no, that's not the issue here. The issue is, why do these new celebrity influencers, whatever you want to mm. call them, why do they act so immature now that they've got newfound fame? It's untested. I think it's untested territory. Like, I think... You think that you would act the same if you became no. famous tomorrow? Well, then... Why? Why is she unable to consider? But then I'm her... not the kind of person who would go on Love Island. Oh, I don't true. know if I'm a like these are the kind of people who do self-publicize naturally. That's what you go on Love Island for. I don't, I don't know how much it is you do get paid now to go on Love Island, but it's nothing compared to the amount you get from the endorsements afterwards. After, yeah. That's what they're going on for. They're going on to make a brand, and they're going on to make their name. So I think you are naturally inclined to be an oversharer. Isn't that a part of the selection process? They look on their yeah, Instagrams. True. They see if they're that kind of person. So I was talking about this with a friend today and about kind of like the Love Island process and how the first series, have you seen it? No, So it was in 2015. One. Yeah. And most of the contestants look like, they're gorgeous, they are, but they're normal people. And I feel like Love Island is becoming a stage for people who are seeking fame in the influencer industry which is you know what do you mean by normal people as what were they like these people did not i don't know if they do now because they've become influencers but when they first went on the show they didn't seem to have any lip fillers they didn't have any cosmetic surgery they seemed very kind of your average there was like a student on there there was i think Mm. five hundred or something and yeah. it just not that it was necessarily organic because obviously shows never necessarily are but mm. now Love Island contacts influencers or, or people who have large followings yeah. because they want to get those followings to watch Love Island it's just become a business I think in the first series you're always testing something out seeing what works they found out what works what didn't it was a revival they needed of a to show that Caroline Flat was on years ago oh when I was a Original when I was a broad bringing it up again so I was in Amsterdam <laughs> in case you in case you didn't know but the Dutch were telling me about this weird show. oh what did they have something island what's it called Oh, oh, do you know this? I think I It's not like a... Breakup Island or no, no, it's but it's like a version of Love Island, but it's so extreme because they're already in couples. They do this in England, and they have oh, do they? Yeah, but they have like an odd number of people, and so the goal is for someone to literally go in and break up the couples who are already together, and it's like a test of your love. So I was literally Mad. explaining to them Love Island, like, oh, there's this trash, and I love it; it's brilliant. And they were like, 
That's Temptation that Island. Temptation Island. <laughs> Sounds very weird. But um, yeah, back to the point. Um, but I yeah. think that it's kind of sad that now, I, 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 God knows what this next season that will come on in June holds. Yeah. What type of people are going to be on there? Are they going to be well, another they're... generation of Love Island who promote cosmetic surgery and promote oh. the ideal body image? Like, when are we going to see some diversity within that? Well, this is, you know, I love this debate. Um, it's all to do with like is Love Island feminist like we are self-confessed Love Island fans yes Love and Island. I have heard interesting debates on this like on the one hand you could argue it's not just objectifying women men and women have equal amount of screen times very scantily clad um, and I think the men are kind of carbon copies of each other just as much as the women are um, but but there's no diversity in men and women not that it's because necess- obviously feminism is like for the rights of all but mm. There's no diversity in the type of people that go on here looks-wise, really. I mean, most of them are white. Mm. Most of them oh, have had some sort of cosmetic issue. surgery or teeth whitening. And mm. I just, I think that it's worrying how it's potentially influencing um, young viewers. Because, you know, my cousin, she's like 13 and she mm. watches it. And how that's influencing them and their thoughts about what the ideal beauty type is at the moment and it's cash i think the main issue i find with it is it's casualizing is that even a word yeah it's yeah i get what you mean surgery. Uh, this is my question so people who get cosmetic surgery done which is the majority of celebrities i'd say that we see in the public eye and or influencers yeah. as well and people like love island contestants do they should they say i have had this amount of work done like and be honest about it. I what is don't that know. inspiring people to do the same thing in order to look like them? Because if they don't mention it, then, then people could think people achieve that naturally. Yeah. Hence are insecure. Hence go and like this again. Get was work done. The other day, me and Carl. Oh god! Actually, I wish I'd seen that episode. I will catch up. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson talked on it, and she said that she actually wouldn't. Are we talking disclose. Rebecca Ferguson as in X Factor? As in X Factor. She looks oh, amazing, so okay. maybe she has. But oh, she yeah. said she wouldn't disclose. And then some of the loose women were saying, I would feel an obligation. And then one of them yeah. said, See, I... Oh, I find this so interesting. Yeah, I don't know. What upsets me is that a few years ago, I say a few years ago, so when we were younger, there would be like the extremes. Mm. Casey Price got boobs and nose done, mm. say. Now it's lip everywhere. fillers are everywhere. To the extent where a teenager can access that because it's not thousands of pounds it's 150 pounds that's people a Christmas... do it at parties they actually have parties Literally. where people go and get botox or lip fillers and 150 pounds means that it is accessible like i've had friends that have had lip fillers done mm. and it's not that i judge them if they want that done they want that done but i i just find it horrible and worrying that this is a I thing know. that's very normalized now to have your lips done is so normal Mm-mm. and it costs 150 pounds say and that's accessible for young young people who can get that money for a birthday or they can get that money for Christmas and they can choose to spend that on lip fillers. That's different to someone saying from a young age, I dislike my nose, for whatever reason that may be, probably mm, linked to mm. the idealised ideas of beauty, which is inherently wrong in itself. Mm. But they will have to save for years. They will have to save for years to get that done. Mm. Now, you can get your nose done with filler to mm. correct it. Mm. And again, it's as cheap as £150, which is just... Don't well, you find that becoming terrifying? so cheap as well people like it makes people think that it is part of the disposable culture yes. they make people think it's like having a new outfit mm-hmm. or whatever also lip fillers like they do run out and you need to get them topped up so people probably think oh i'll just get one lip filler like 
I'll just yeah. get it done and then it will fade and then that's it. I've just had it. I've had it as a, like an accessory for a season. But no, come on. You like how you look. It fades. You want to get more. The more and more you get, I mean, we've all seen Katie Price. Like at one point, it's going to be a bit of a botched job and it's going to be really obvious. Yeah. And people do get hooked on this new image. But imagine the fact that you've just said, like even you just mentioned, you know, oh, this is a trend. Lip fillers is not a handbag. It's not a trend exactly. that you have for a certain amount of time and you dispose it. it. And that's what's just terrifying. And I, I'm not trying to mm. surgery shame. People have different reasons for getting, whether that be cosmetic or corrective surgery, but I just worry that Love Island and other shows like it and Instagram and mm. these influencers who are making mm. money out of it are promoting this ideal to young children. And like my cousin, I mentioned her before, she's mm. 13. Mm. And I see her put up pictures on Snapchat mm. and Instagram for her friends' birthdays. And it'll be a picture of her and her friends, group of friends. Happy birthday, Mary, whatever it is. Mm. No one's called Mary these days, but you know. <laughs> Marie. Charade or something, yeah. <laughs> and then she's scribbled out her face. Why have you scribbled out your oh, face? No. We never did that, see, that because we didn't grow up with scary. this casualization of being able to change your uh, face this easily. But this is what I think, yeah. So, like, your face has become an accessory and, like, your body is something oh I've read this somewhere that like your body is detached from you so people start to say oh I love myself but I don't like my thighs or I love myself but I don't like my face and it's like well that is yourself that is you people don't view their body as their home and people don't view their body as themselves anymore they view it as something to to be fixed it's like the classic you know they always use it when talking about divorce and stuff like back in our day we used to fix things rather than you know throw throw them them away away. look if your husband was cheating leave I know exactly (laughs) you heard it here but um it's just it's become a bit of a disposable culture in so many ways i think like with fast fashion etc etc but it's just so sad that like for young people our bodies are becoming one of these disposable things like that is not something that can be thrown away and if you do do this kind of surgery that has lasting impact surgery comes with risks even something like lip fillers like it's just unknown territory because it's so new you don't like to do in 10 yeah years exactly yeah. when those people got those fake pip boobs yes. or whatever they were called and they then the stuff started now. leak leaking yeah. yeah and then butt implants people die from butt implants yeah, seats watch listen to the yeah seats that. yeah they talk about the body more but yeah i just think that love island i hope that they pick mm. some people who represent the normal the majority oh, of people think not so. the instagram i know elite. and they can't just think that throwing in someone like camilla or dr alex is camilla enough to represent job. the really have you not noticed she's definitely had a boob job okay yeah maybe I'm i think i saw that at the time job, also yeah. i did think like fake eyelashes and yeah again fake teeth. so someone that and someone but like yeah. danny i thought god she's such a natural beauty lip fillers she's yeah like lip fillers. exactly it's, so it's the norm and i understand that the pressures on women like these mm. women especially because they're in the line right now are huge but mm. i would just love for someone to stand up and say i'm oh. not gonna do it and i'm gonna be for, I'm going to be for the next generation to show that it's okay not to do this. And I think as consumers of this culture and this, like, Instagram and whatever, social media, mm. all these reality shows, as consumers of that, we need to show what we want. It's consumer demand. If I yeah. stop liking photos on Instagram of these mm. influencers who have this casualised idea of fillers, blah, 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 they're advertising the free treatments they got, yeah. whatever. If I stop liking that and everybody else stops liking that, that's less to them and that tells the industry and other people 
don't get this not don't get this done but you know this is not what we want to see we want to see real people yeah, wanna see and hopefully that means that the generation after us won't be scribbling out their faces on oh, their own pictures of them and so their friends it's so scary that it's happening at such a young age but as you were saying like oh we really need someone to stand up for this um, I would just want to throw out there that Jamila Jamil was an absolute, oh, absolute hero, hero in this and I saw recently that she was doing this campaign of like no airbrushing with several other people like um, yes. who plays Poussey in um, oh. Orange is the New Black can't think of her name. Oh, oh. Samira Riley. You yes, know Samira you Riley yeah. from Hammerstone as well. Wiley? Wiley. Wiley, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they do this anti-airbrushing campaign and then they like criticising all these appetite suppressant things. Oh, maybe that should be another episode. Anyway. Um, but yeah, there are people standing up against it. But again, like it just needs total support. And it's, it's hard. I think it's really hard to it's be hard. the one to stand it's up hard. against it because it is like... it's so prevalent like we're all scrolling through instagram each day or whatever and you do take it in consciously or unconsciously and you realize the things that are getting more likes and more follows and that is this one set body type and this face type and and the thing is like i'm not criticizing megan for getting this stuff done because Mm. she's obviously she's been under clearly in the past and is now a huge amount of scrutiny Mm. but it takes again us consumers we need to stop criticizing women we need to stop saying you're ugly you're horrible you need to get your nose done you need to get your lips done if we stop saying that and we then we stop supporting the ideal that is by stop liking these things Mm. that show those images of people with these lips then we are telling the industry as a mass we Mm. do not want to see this and hopefully it will discourage people from doing it so casually and it doesn't even have to just be like a stop liking these things it has to be start liking other things like start liking people like I weigh that's the name with different body types people with different skin colours like just complete diversity people with normal exactly normal faces but this is the thing like on Love Island um, when Megan was on there literally every single guy went for Megan and it was so damaging like I just think of poor Samira who like no one there was that one scene and it was like every single guy was like yeah fancy Megan yeah fancy Megan and no one said to me I know and like Megan like I don't judge her for this, but she's the one who's had, what is it, £25,000 worth of surgery? Estimated. If, allegedly. 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 <laughs> but um, if people think that the only way that they can be get all this male attention is through getting all that surgery done, then um, that's what they're going to do. And it's just so damaging for people at that young age. I agree. So essentially, let's, as consumers <laughs> of this social media and mass culture of casual cosmetic surgery... Mm stop encouraging it and stop supporting this movement and start supporting Ai Wei and Jimmy Yeah, Jamil just follow diversity. Yeah, that. it ties into the whole echo chamber argument and it just becomes a vicious cycle. Just like follow diverse bodies and diverse peoples and then they, they will, they respond to consumer demand and hopefully next year's Love Island applicants will be a bit more diverse. Let's see diversity in Love Island. Woo! <laughs> Okay, and on to our next segment is what have you been consuming this week? I love the word consuming, it's very loaded. So in this Oh my god, she sounded like Dolly Alderton then. <laughs> so like um me and Elle, we both love to consume a lot of things. Books, podcasts, food. TV, food primarily. I was getting to that Fashion. one. Well holidays. Yeah, you were definitely the more trendy oh yeah, it's holidays. Like drinks sometimes. Alcohol. Twice per week. <laughs> <laughs> we are students. Uh, final year life. Um, so Elle, what have you been consuming this week? I have been listening to Dr. Death, the podcast. Would thoroughly mm. recommend. It's kind of gruesome. It's about this you doctor. Told me about this. 
doctor called Dr. Dunch, I think it is. And I think it might be an old podcast. So forgive, forgive us if you've already listened to it. But essentially, he was a maniac who kind of butchered and paralysed people. I think a person died. Um, and he performed kind of like spinal changes on them if they had like back pain and then ended up like paralyzing Wait, when is this like what century are we talking i'm like 2000 oh yeah picturing that old school asylum but basically the craziest thing is that these hospitals were too scared to kind of strike him off the doctoral register um at all because he could sue and claim like millions if he could claim that he was going to earn millions before they did this before they struck him off and ruined his reputation in a lawsuit then they would have to pay him so instead of taking him to kind of like trial for the issues that he caused they mm. just sort of like stopped him from working at that specific hospital so he hospital job um jumped oh god absolute madness so i've been listening to that and also in a gruesome theme i've been watching the ted bundy tapes on netflix which have proved disturbing this is after watching you and now i feel like men god are just now, bad you're energy. just in like this psychopathic mode at the moment I love i'm scared to go killer. to sleep tonight my Luther, room is being locked tonight i love a serial killer or you know psychopath um you know i love it but then i get scared and i get nightmares and i can't watch them for six months it always happens mm. so i've been consuming those ted bundy tapes would recommend kind of long-winded but insightful if you know nothing about it i'd i'd wikipedia'd him before and listened to a few podcasts so Mm. it was nothing really that new Mm. but it was still nonetheless interesting and horrifying and finally i have started mad men and i'm already on the second nearly third series after a week god you're so good so l is very good at binge watching shows i actually started mad men in summer but i think i'm what like five episodes in so within a day the overtook me. is that you think this is a positive thing but really it's not i'm just very impressed with how much you consume media i wish i had your pace but, but yeah tell me I about don't. what you've been consuming morgana chess so i'm very excited because as we mentioned before one of our favorite podcasts is the high low with dolly old and Ooh. Pandora Sykes and Dolly also does a separate podcast called Love Stories which is back for series two three series two series two, two. and um, the first episode was with Stanley Tucci we love him who is amazing iconic in Devil Wears Prada Easy A oh, Easy no, A the easy dad a, in Easy A yes, is the amazing. one amazing um, spell yeah. with your P's spell with your P's <sighs> Twat. <laughs> um, no. I may have been gay once. <laughs> once. It's okay. We're all gay. We all do it. Um, yeah, no, that was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I'm also ploughing through Marvelous Mrs. Maisel series two. You need to hurry up. It's I so do. good. Okay, so this is really annoying. I watched series one when it came out and I was like, everyone, you need to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's so good. And then I swear I must have told you at the time. You told me You told me at the time. I and ignored you. You told me before me. Christmas because yes, I was like, I want to watch something. And then yeah. I binge watched the first, the whole two See, series. See, this is what I mean. She just overtakes you and it's unfair because I'm ready for discussion. But anyway, I'm working my way through that. And if you haven't watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, just a quick quick thing it's about um a woman living in 1950s new york and um she's with her husband and he's trying to be a stand-up comic then he leaves her for his secretary that is not a spoiler that happens in the first episode well it's a spoiler for the first episode it sets up many things and it's very exciting and a very good show have you got to the cat skills yet no, I don't know what you mean. How far are you in? Okay, I'm two? on episode two. I knew you weren't on episode five. <laughs> Pla- I didn't say I was on episode five. I feel like you hinted that you were a bit further into the no, series. No, I definitely did not. Episode two Alas, is embarrassing. I'm on episode two. It gets really well. Good. It's because I, dear listeners, I rewatched series one before I ploughed into right, series fair. two. So 
yeah it's but basically my with that. they end up in a sort of like dirty dancing-esque caravan club Ooh. it's called the catskills and reese witherspoon she went to the catskills she mentions it in her... What is the name of that podcast? Oh, that's a really good podcast. Awards, Awards Chatter. Awards Chatter. Awards Chatter is a great podcast. We've listened to loads. We've listened to Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale. Chris Reece Jenner. With, Chris Jenner. Interesting. Very interesting. Reese Witherspoon. Kira Knightley. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. We're going to watch I, Tonya in a minute. Because yeah, we've Morgana just been inspired. I'm a big fan of Margot Robbie. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. I, Tonya, probably. Yeah, yeah. Something we've consumed, even though you already have. Um, and I think that's it for the media things. In terms of consuming L, best meal you've eaten this week? Talk me through. Oh my god, best meal I've eaten this week. Okay, not the best meal because you've just put me on the spot and I'm horrendously no. scared of admitting that one thing is the best one it might not be. But a good thing I tried this week was Sainsbury's halloumi and tzatziki wrap from their grab and go section. Ooh. Had that today for my day out cool thing. Ooh. Look up Corfball if you don't know what it is. It's great. Yeah, sport. I know. I feel like we've mentioned it, but not I know. really Nobody knows. What Just it Google is. it. Google it. But yeah, I had that halloumi and tzatziki wrap, and it was bloody delicious. So I would recommend. Have a go. Fantastic. What about you? What have you been eating? I. I'm gonna go with fajitas. No, I'm just going to go with a breakfast thing, Ooh, actually. Kind of my stand, my, I'm calling it the winter warmer, as we're so cold at the moment. Describe. Okay, so basically, you've got the base of the Weetabix. You put the milk in. Then you chop up the banana, put that on top. The peanut butter, the cinnamon, the nuts, seeds, if you, you will. Chocolate? Um, chocolate? Oh, sometimes. Sometimes, ooh, yeah, a bit of dark chocolate on there. And then you stick that in the microwave for a few minutes and ooh. it all melts and all the flavours kind of infuse with, like, the cinnamon and the peanut butter and the banana. Oh, lush. Top with some blueberries or whatever. And then bosh. There I'd you go. Put, the winter warmer. That sounds delicious. I think I'd put vanilla yogurt on top as well just because being Ooh, extra oh yeah being extra Morgana's a vegan she can no longer have yogurt I can have you know the, the soy version delicious and nutritious Alpro <laughs> yum yum this is not endorsed by Alpro <laughs> yeah hashtag sponsor us we're new <laughs> <laughs> right I think that's it for today it's yeah. been lovely having you listen and please tune in again next time for another eagerly awaited debate and chat about absolutely nothing see you next time on Fajitas tonight Woo!